got me excited i'm hyped right now all right welcome to the very first podcast of the protege project i'm terrell jones productivity coach and trainer and uh self-proclaimed uh the uh president productivity the guru of getting things done and this is going to be a fun podcast for me it's my first one and uh, i really wanted to put this podcast together for the people who really uh, need to realize and understand and just learn about how can you be more productive how can you get things done how how are some of the world's greatest people from celebrities to uh, athletes to athletes to entrepreneurs to you know everyone who's really doing great at, at the, whatever their craft is there's a certain level of there's a certain level of success and a certain level of uh, of mindsets and there's certain habits and certain things that they're doing that's that's allowing them to, to allowing them to be successful and I am here to get the secret sauce for us baby so this is gonna be fun um and um so I have the world famous hottest DJ in America DJ Scratch It All um, I'm getting ready to play the interview for you shortly. But it's going to be fun. And some of the things that you're going to learn, uh, particularly in this first podcast, is one, you know, how he's all over the place. So we're going to have a little bit of fun figuring out uh, where he's been traveling to, to, um, you know, how he went from the environment that he came up in, uh, from the place that he came up in, to him being a great DJ, which is um, is a funny little twist about that (laughs) uh, during the interview that you're going to hear. Um, Also... You know, what did he have to sacrifice coming up? And um, how did he measure his level of skill? How did he get better? How did he start off as a DJ? Because he didn't start off like what you heard in the intro. He, you know, got better over time. How, how did he do that? So that's 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 interesting. I think you're really going to like um, how he developed his skills and what roadblocks did he have to overcome in order to get to the elite level and be one of the world's best dj so that's gonna be fun and i kind of topped it off to see what is his uh his favorite guilty pleasure food uh and um that that's that was uh interesting he sounded uh rather passionate about that but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun uh for this very first podcast i think you're gonna enjoy it so sit back relax get yourself some popcorn enjoy it because this this is really going to be a um, I think you're going to get a lot out of it and it's going to be a fun one. All right. So let's dive in to the interview. All right. Welcome. This is Terrell Jones here. And this is the first podcast of the Protege Project, episode one. So I'm glad that you are here with us today. So I welcome you because it's going to be fun. 
um, throughout this journey. So first of all, if you're just joining us, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you can continuously get the updates that we're having. And um, you're always going to have amazing people on here to help you learn and bring your productivity and success to a, a whole nother level. So today I'm here with a, uh, with a very special mm-hmm. gentleman, better known as DJ Scratchy Tour, conglomerate, flip mode, hottest DJ in America, for the infamous rapper, actor, and record producer, Buster Rhymes. So, uh, Scratchy Tour, can you hear me? Are you, are you good? I'm here. I'm here. So um, I appreciate you for uh, for being for being on today. And um, I know you, you travel all over the place, and you got a lot. Actually, getting ready to catch a flight right now. And um, what's always interesting to me every time I talk to you, you always or see you, you always flying or traveling from one place to another. So I'm interested. Where Where's the last place that you just finished uh, traveling from and and uh, working? Well, as far as flight, I just came back from Moscow, Russia. I was out there for two days. And prior, well, and after that, I was in D.C. I drove down there, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we're always on the move, and, you know, that's the only way you keep keep the, the international status going, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ah, man, yeah. that's, that's it. There's always, there's, always, there's always inspiration to see you out. I think you was out in, uh, I think he was out in Italy not too long ago, maybe just a few months ago. So you all, you're all over the place, so. That's that's very inspirational. So, um, so what I want to do the the best thing that um I think we could do for um for, for the people that's listening is just sort of for like the five people who are not super super familiar with you, could you give them like a super quick version of how you went from the project? Because you wasn't, it's not like you had a lifeline of you know a, 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 a or or a network of people who were around you growing up, and you just automatically became you know one of the world's best and most famous DJs. You had to you had to build yourself and build your name into that, and that's sort of like the thing that I, I want this this um, podcast to be is sort of you know how did you decide to really build yourself and, and build your brand. So how did you go from a, a situation where you was from you started in the projects but ended up you know ended up being being one of the world's famous and most known and well known DJs? Well, first and foremost, I didn't grow up in the projects. So I think you might be having some of your information uh, mixed up with DJ Scratch, who's, who's from Albany Projects. I get oh, mixed no, up no. with him uh, sometimes, you know, just because of the word Scratch, you know, DJ Scratch, DJ Scratch at all, you know. But oh, you know what? I thought, I thought we got that from, my, from, from, from the previous conversation that I had. But either way, I know that you grew up with your grandmother, and, um, you know, I know you, I knew you didn't grow up rich. So, you know, how did you go from a situation from, from, you know, from being with your, you know, growing up, being with your grandmother in a situation like that to you being able to get this connection again, and getting everything? Again, I didn't grow up with grandma. Grandma just was the one who helped, helped out on my DJ. Oh, okay. You know, she was the person who believed in um, any child. You know, when it comes to being, as you get older and you, you mature and you've experienced life, you know, you know some things that you would have done differently because now you've lived life and you can reflect back on the days when you were young and you would say, damn, if I would have went this direction or that direction, you know, maybe I would have been better off. So, you know, or, or they might say if I would have followed my dream or had someone to help me follow my dream, then I might have gotten further. So now as far as a grandmother, which of course you will have more experience than your mom would, mm-hmm. and that's who I grew up with, with my mom, um, she saw that how uh how how dedicated I wanted I was to becoming a DJ and I told her what I needed to become a better DJ than I was 
and she believed in me and she supported. So she gave me, you know, my first two sets of turntables. My first set of turntables were some techniques that were some straight arm that were just made for just playing records. It wasn't made for scratching because it was belt driven and it was heavily weighted in the back, so the arm was light. So I had to do some readjustments, put some put some stuff on the. Uh, Put some stuff on the on the on the turn on the on the head of the needle so that right. it weighed down. I had to make the, the the mat really slippery because these turntables, like I said, they weren't made for scratching. They were wobbly mm-hmm. and they were belt driven. You know what I'm saying? Hold on one second. All right, and so as we're waiting, this is what you're yeah, going to so, get so, on so, this podcast. I'm back. I'm back, y'all. I'm back. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's the bad thing about doing interviews over the phone. You get phone calls. But anyway. <laughs> no, that's no yeah, problem. I'm not, editing, all good. It's all I'm not good. editing any of this out. No, no problem. So anyway, you know, back to, uh, you know, Grandma bought me my first set of turntables. Like I said, was the first uh, was the, was some belt-driven straight-arm turntables, and they were pretty wobbly. So I had to do a lot of, you know, uh, manipulation to get it to be able to be decent to scratch. But then once I saw what some of the other DJs were using, and I think the first DJ I really saw using it was on Arsenio Hall, and it was DJ Grandmaster DSD, uh, may he rest in peace. He was using these turntables that just looked so steady, and they looked so fly because they had the red light, and it was the, um, the, the, the platter was, was slanted down, and it was just so fly, and it was Technique 1200. So I just told Grandma, I said, Grandma, if I'm going to be good at what I'm doing, I need better equipment, and Grandma bought me my first set of 1200s and I still have them up to this day now I want to wow. say I got my first pair of 1200s back and I'm, I'm going to uh, shed light on my age which I'm not ashamed of but I think I, I purchased them well she purchased them for me like back in 1982 mm. that's how wow. far and now here we are 2017 and I still have them they're not in the same condition but I still have them and I would <laughs> never get rid of them because they're sentimental because you know, that's part of the reason why I'm here. I'm so blessed to have my grandmother here. She's 90 mm-hmm. years old. So, you know, wow. I've been blessed, man, and that's, that's you know, where the roots of it started, you know? Wow, wow, that's 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 a blessing. When it comes so, to the family side. But then, you know, I also I had friends uh, from around where I, was, where I was from that also were DJs who also groomed me into, you know, being who I am and motivated me to becoming – you know, as some people would say, great as I am, but I'm humbled. I just think I'm I'm, I'm good enough to do the job, you know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. you know, some, and sometimes your friends actually make you angry enough to do better. And some people, right. some friends will, some friends will encourage you and some friends will say, you ain't ready. You ain't, you know, you, you, you're just a little dude. Like, get out of here. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes those, those negative things can turn right. into big, bigger positive pictures, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how did you get to the point where you started working with 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 larger artists and started really becoming international? Like, how did you start working with you know with Busta Rhymes and then really started making your name into a real brand? Well, Busta and I, we all from the same area. You know what I'm saying? We are from East Lafayette, Brooklyn. Busta's born in Brooklyn, so is so am I. So is Star. and uh, you know we uh we linked up at an early age before we were even really knew what we were going to be doing. You know what I'm saying? We were kids. We were young. You know, I'm, 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 I had to admit Buster, he was like maybe nine, 
for 10 at the time. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, yeah, a long time, long yeah. time ago. So it's, it's, it's deeper than just what you see of us being on stage. Like we have a chemistry from growing up, and, and what better way would you be able to do your thing than with people who know you best? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's how that's how that Voltron stuff, you know, formed. So it's like from the roots, from when we were young. You know, I was DJing, he was rapping, and we didn't know he was going to be here today, but here we are. Wow, wow. And, um, you know, that's, that brings me actually into the next thing I want to ask you. Like, as far as what you just talked about, actually, I'm, I'm going to skip to another question I want to ask. You, you talked about how some of the people, when you came up, um, you know, didn't necessarily, you had basically people that either hated on you or didn't necessarily want to see you, you know, succeed. You know, I know there's a lot of, you know, some, you know, everybody who becomes successful at some point, they got to go, they, they usually have some type of roadblocks anyway or some type of mental roadblocks or self-doubt. Um, so for some of the things growing up, what, what what were some of the either mental roadblocks or some of the major challenges that you faced that you, and how you, how, how did you, how did you overcome them? What did you do to overcome that? Well, um, just, just determination, man. Like not being a person to give up on, uh, on, on what, what your goals are, you know? I mean, as young kids, you know, there's always, there, there's always a passion that a kid has, whether it's, uh, you know, playing games or, or just, you know, being better, being better at, uh, hold on a second, being better at, you know, what, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, you know, you get your, your little toys and it, if it breaks and you know your parents ain't going to buy you another one, you try to do your best to learn, figure out how to fix it so that you can play. Right. If you don't have it, you're going to be miserable. So it'd be those little determining factors in life that, that might drive people to become, again, better at what it is that they're, they're, they're working at, you know. And you have some, kids, some people that just say, watch, I'm going to show you. Watch, you're going to see. And I was just mm. one of them type of kids. I'm, mm. I, I don't let anything defeat me. If I'm working at something, I'm going to be good at it. There's not too many things that I do that I'm not good at. If I see I'm not, I can't do that, I'm not doing it. Or if I see that it's stupid for me to do something, I don't want to be good at something that I see that, that's not, you know, worth it to me. I'm not going to be a good bungee jumper, you know. It's just not right. smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. now nah, there's too much risk in that, you know. <laughs> wow. So you know what? That 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 actually that actually makes a um you know makes a lot of sense. If you know it's something that's for you, or that's a passion for you, and I always see that a lot because I do like I, I do a lot of you know deep research outside of you know me putting a lot of these things and practices and stuff in my life to you know become better as better as a speaker and better as mm-hmm. a trainer to to help people live their potential. But um you know I, I, that's one of the things that I really see as far as if they passionate, if you know something is for you, they go all in. And uh, and that actually um, and and so my question would be in regards to that, how do you how how did you personally get yourself better um, at becoming a DJ? And because this is for people who are trying to become great at their craft, you know, entrepreneur, they're trying to sell something, whatever the case is, you had to you had you didn't start off as great as you were today. You had to right. you had to develop that. So how did you how did you develop that skill? How did you measure yourself? Because I think where a lot of people um, have issues with, and you know, and even just me becoming a speaker is, we we go out and we just do what we're passionate about or what we're excited about, but the but the progress takes too slow takes too long because we're not measuring if we're getting better 
and we don't really know how to measure it. So how did you build that skill? How did you measure it? Well, I mean, you pretty much explained it. I mean, it's the same thing in how you said. You, you do your research. You know, you get around different people, different DJs. You can, take, you can learn a lot from one person or you can learn a lot. You can learn a little from a bunch of different people and it adds up to be a lot. And that might, make you, that might make you better. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you, you, you live in an area and you know your area. You know every alley. You know every backyard. You know everywhere, all the sewer caps are, you know, everything. You know the whole block. But, yeah, but what about in, in another borough? What about another state? What about another country? You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, you have to get out there and see different things to make you better. You got to, so as a DJ, you need to be around multiple DJs different, that are playing different types of music. You know what I'm saying? You've got to be willing to practice. You've got to practice playing the music that you don't really like playing so that when you do have to play it, you can play it good because people are not going to expect you to do that because they might have you labeled as already a, diff, a DJ that's not capable of doing their, their type of, of function. So when you come here and you do it, you know, you, you actually you, you impress people and you get more work and you get more notoriety. So it's just as you said, you've got to do your research, get out there, see, see different DJs, practice with different DJs if you can, you know, uh, play music. You know, as far as now, it's a lot easier to see all the different things. So kids, that's why to me there's so many DJs now because it's a fun job, you know what I'm saying, getting to play music, entertaining and making money is the best thing. You know what I'm saying? Like people entertain for free sometimes. Some people just get around each other as a huddle up as a group, and one person is the, the comedian of the group. And everybody always likes to get around because this one person always makes everybody laugh. They have a good time. But he ain't getting paid for it. But now, as an entertainer, and you're doing what you love to do, which is entertain, and you're getting paid, you got to put your time in to get better because there's going to be other people that's going to be doing the same thing. So you got to be able to set yourself aside. Or, you know, you can just obtain your own fan base and your own crowd of people who will stay loyal to you and you'll constantly work. You can, I, I like to claim myself as hottest in America. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not, I don't, not going to say that I'm the hottest DJ in America, but that's what my, my goal is, to be that. So as long as I have a, a vision of where I want to be, I'm going to keep pushing. And when, while I'm out there working, I am pushing towards being the hottest in America. So therefore, and the entire world, because that's under the slogan also in fine print, because that's even another level. I get to be the best in America, then I need to be the best in the world after that. But in any right. case, you know, you just have to set a goal. You've got to know what you want. You, nobody's going to give it to you. Some people do get given opportunities, and they might, uh, you know, pass them up, or they don't, they don't see it as, that go- as a golden opportunity until the opportunity is gone. So you've got to just stay, you know, with, you know, what you started off with. And we all slack up at different times because there's different things going on in life. It's not, you can't, sometimes you have your dream or your career going on and some, something else on another side of life pulls you in that direction, whether it's tragedy or sorrow or happiness somewhere else or a person, whatever it is, but you just got to remember what, what got you to this point is the same thing that's going to keep you going. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's how I, I measure myself up. You know, there's a lot of great DJs out there still that, to me, I can take my hats off to them and say, yeah, these dudes are doing it. You know, they're, they're where I want to be. 
You know, I don't sit and say, oh, I'm, I, I reached the, 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 the highest point of the mountain. I'm not ready to go any higher. Yeah, well, now I want to fly. You know what I'm saying? Now I want to hit out right. of space. So that's that's the motivation you need to have, you know, to be uh, able to to keep it going, man, and that's that's what it is. Do that uh, research. Why? Get out there with different DJs. In any in any uh, uh, career move that you make, you've got to associate with yourself with people who are doing better than you or who you look up to so that you can, you know, learn from them and get to be where they're at or past them, you know. And, and key thing, stay humble. Mm-hmm. Don't be cocky. Stay humble. Everybody loves a humble person. Even the cocky people love a humble person because they think that they can take advantage of a humble person. But at least you now you're dealing with a cocky person who might be in a better position than you. So, hey, you just stay humble, take the cocky uh, treatment that they're going to give you, and then when you can, you surpass them. And still stay humble. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, it's, it's right. To exactly. You know, let your work speak for itself. So. Exactly. All right, so that's so that's what it is. All right, and then um, I got I got one last question for you. All right, so on the way up, right? There's um, you know, there's um, there you know you know you have to sacrifice to you know in order to in order to get great at your craft and um and um you know in, in order to be recognized. So what were some of the things that that you had to sacrifice on the way up? To um, in order to do that, because I know a lot of you know I know you know people are all different type of like I go to conferences I do and I'm, I know a lot of different entrepreneurs, but when they say that they want to be great at whatever they're doing or whatever they're teaching or selling, um, I realize that they they're trying to do the same thing that they did before and, and still want to be great, you know. So what I'm interested in knowing what were some of the things that that you really had to give up or sacrifice in order to um, become great. Well, with with as as in the words of uh, what's, what's his name, uh, the the uncle of Spider Man, with, with great powers comes great responsibility. You know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you have to to get those great powers. You're gonna have to give up something because you're gonna have to work at that. So you know, I, there was some times when I wanted to be outside with the other kids running around throwing water balloons and this and that, and but I knew that I had this love for the DJ. DJ and shit, so I had to stay in, and I and I wanted to stay in and practice. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, it's it's like you you're gonna sacrifice something. You know, sometimes I sacrifice not doing my homework because I came home and went straight on the turntables, and I was like, f that. I'm I got this party. I'm I'm gonna do this weekend. You know, as a as a young teenager, I'm like I'm practicing. I'm getting ready for that. You know, and. You know, I might have suffered on the grades. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I got I got to go get graduate from all my schools and and get an associate's degree. You know, but at the end of the day, there are always going to be sacrifices when you when you're dedicated to something. You know, it's like I, I even sacrificed my DJ career. You know, starting a family. You know what I'm saying? That that takes a lot of time out of your schedule too. Being a dad, so you have. I didn't. I'm not going to say I sacrificed. You know, being a dad was DJing because at that point I was already doing, you know, some some really good things as a DJ. But there's times when I was away DJing that I wasn't around with the kids because I had to go out there and work to, you know, to to, to take care of them, to provide. So 
there's always a sacrifice in, in, in something. There's a there's a there's a pro, there's pros and cons. There's a there's a positive and there's a negative side of things. You know. Mm. All right. That's that's you know that and that's that's real. <laughs> you know that you know that's real and that's that's that's. What it, it is, is real. So. I mean, everybody makes a sacrifice. Up to this day, there ain't a person that doesn't say, "I'm gonna go do this." Nah, I need to do this first. So that's mm-hmm. the way. So you just sacrifice that. You have to choose. That's what choosing is about. But it's choosing smart and choosing wise, you know, to 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 make sure that you you can still be here the next day to to do what you put off yesterday. You and know? you know what that you know what that and you know what that that definitely makes a lot of sense. And one of the um one of the guys that I follow, he's um his name is uh, Anthony Robbins, and he's um you know one of one of the um, actually one of the world's. Um, highest paid and most recognized uh, uh, personal uh, development leaders, motivational speakers. And one of the things that he said is that, you know, it's not really about work-life balance. He said it's more like work-life integration. You got to find a way to integrate all the different parts of your life together. And, you know, if you really want to be happy. So like, let's say if you have a family, you know, well, there may be times where if you go into, you know, another country or if you go going somewhere, you might bring your family there. Or you find a way to, you know, you find a way to FaceTime them or you find a way. It's not just, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, it's you, everything always has to be siloed. You know, you can make things work together in your life to make it oh, yeah, a definitely. lot. You know, and, and of course, if, if, your family, if your family is supportive of what you do, they understand more too. You know what I'm saying? Because of all, if, you're, if you're successful at what you do, that means usually you should have a happier home because of that, because you're not just chasing your dream and not making money and not being able to support the family. Now, if you're chasing a dream and the family is suffering because of that, then you can, it's going to be problems. You know what I'm saying? So you're right. Yeah, you got to take them away. You got to you got to tell them about places. You got to share your experiences with them. So it's you actually uh, give them ambition to want to be just as as an explorer as you, especially with a career. You know. Mm-hmm. My my children, they all want to travel. They all want to go places. They want it to be where the job pays for it, like how mine does, you know. So mm-hmm. they, they, so me having this position helps them to have more ambition. Look, I said around right there. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like that's that's if that's not motivating enough, you know, having successful parents in the home helps you know to mold the children too. You know, to let them see it. It gives them a, a, a taste of what life should be so that when they lose it, they'll recognize it or mm-hmm. actually, you know, wanting to, to do better. And I think that's right. what we all should. We all should have that, you know, my parents did a good job, but I want to I show them that I can do what they did and better just to make them proud. You want to be the, your parents' successor, you know, so... What it's just like in the in in the DJ game. You you, you learn from a DJ. You want to be better than him because you want to get past where he is. And it's not to be cocky. It's just that you know you want to show him that you had that drive to push and go further. You know to make them proud. To so they can say yes, I've done something good. I've helped someone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The the guys that got me started, I, I I'm still friends with today. If I can help them, I help them whether it's financially or whatever, you know, if they need, if they got a question or they need music or they, whatever, whatever I could do, I do for them because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. They're part of the reason. Maybe I still might have been here, but maybe it wouldn't have been 
you know, where I'm at exactly, but I'm still grateful. And, and like I said, stay humble. Remember where you come from because that's the same place you'll go back when you when it's if it's all over for you. Mm. You know what? You don't want to have you, no pissed off people when you go back. Yeah, exactly. You you building up the haters as you go. <laughs> yep. Right. All right. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, um, all right. So I'm just gonna ask a fun. This is the last one, uh, and this is just a fun question. What is um that's nothing related to success, but just so people can get a a a, 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 a just know a random fact about you. What is um one of your guilty pleasure foods? Guilty pleasure foods? Mm-hmm. But guilty, which means guilty of what? Guilty pleasure. So food that you really know you shouldn't be eating, but you love it. Oh, a food. Oh, food. Oh, yeah, food. Uh, once in a while, McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> Can't go wrong with McDonald's, right? I'm telling you, you know, you might, and it just be the 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 um the 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 sauce is muffin with egg, but without the sauce, because I don't eat pork. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, like McDonald's stuff is just is not the healthiest thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. But sometimes you just have that craving for that hash brown and that egg and cheese on the on that muffin, man. It's just you know, and with the orange juice. about uh, McDonald's is quite uh, quite quite interested. So um, if you enjoyed this, definitely uh, make sure that 
um, you share this podcast with somebody. Make sure that you know you get the word out because I, I want more people to be to be inspired. I want more people to be able to to learn and grow and you know to to know that you can put your mind to success. You and you can get whatever you want and you're hearing it directly from people who are doing it. So that would be fun as well. Um, if you want more stuff like this, um, make sure you definitely subscribe to this podcast so you can hear more about it. If you are just interested in other things that I have. You on YouTube and um, you know just just search for my name and, and productivity um, or you can um, check out some of the stuff I have on Facebook I am Terrell Jones you can check me out on Facebook I am Terrell I, I am Terrell Jones and everything so I am Terrell Jones Twitter I am Terrell Jones on uh, on on Instagram and Snapchat as well all right so that's fun and that that's the conclusion of today's podcast the very first one uh, make sure to um, if you want to submit your questions just, you can just send it to me on Instagram or any other platform just direct message me and just let me know what questions you have and um, our next guest for um, our uh, next week's uh, episode you will out uh, ask some of the questions that you have directly as I sit um, uh, needing me or talk directly to our next um, the next Google that we could be the protege of.